to Unbroken Podcast. I'm Alexandra Amor, author, coach, and a lifelong explorer of what it means to be human. This is the podcast where my guests and I explore the inside-out nature of life and the psychological paradigm called the Three Principles. We explore the positive effect this can have on every aspect of our lives, including resolving things like unwanted habits, anxiety, trauma, depression, and more. You'll find episode show notes, transcriptions, your complimentary Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit, and lots more at unbrokenpodcast.com. And now, here's the show. Hello, explorers, and welcome to episode 52 of Unbroken. I'm Alexandra Amor, and I'm happy to have you here today with me. Thank you for joining me. I've got a couple of housekeeping items before we launch in here. The first is, and probably no one cares about this but me, uh, I'm going to change the numbering system of the podcasts. Again, I'm sure nobody cares. Uh, I used to number them like Q&A number five and then regular number five for the interview episodes. But now that there's just one episode per week going out, I'm just going to number them sequentially. I'm not going to break them out uh, like they were being broken out before. So if you're wondering about that, and I'm sure you weren't, there you go. Now you have an answer. Second little bit of housekeeping I wanted to mention is that George Pransky has a new book out. It's called The Secret to Mental Health. And uh, I haven't read it yet, so this isn't a review or anything, but I wanted to mention it in case you were interested in picking that up. George Pransky has been around this understanding for a very long time. He was one of the very first students who uh, worked with Sidney Banks. Uh, He and Roger Mills and uh, Elsie Spittle were people, you know, right at the very beginning, hearing from Mr. Banks way before he um, started calling it the three principles. It wasn't really called anything then. Uh, So, yeah, and he's, um, he has specialized in relationships. He has a really good book called The Relationship Handbook. That's one of his earlier works. And so this one new one is called The Secret to Mental Health. I've downloaded the sample to my Uh, Kindle app on my iPad so I'll be starting in on that very soon when I get finished with the mystery novel that I'm reading that I'm really enjoying that I couldn't put down last night so I haven't as I, I just realized as I hit record I haven't figured out what the title of this episode is officially going to be when I put the little illustration up and the blog post and everything uh but what I want to talk about is universal intelligence and universal wisdom and whether or not there's a better way, a more active way to access that. And here's why. I, as I've mentioned uh, for the last few months, have felt like I've been in the back of the spiral. And if you uh, don't know what I mean by that. Uh, if you go back a few epi- Q&A episodes, I talk about what that means, how our learning and growth is like a spiral, like a corkscrew shape, li- corkscrew lying on its side. And it's always moving forward, 
but we have these times where we're in the back of the of that curve and it can seem harder and things get tougher and uh and yet when we know that when we know that that's just a natural part of growth and learning and change and life and our progression through life then it's a lot easier to deal with because we don't think it's a problem or a something to fix or that we're broken it's just part of the way stuff works just like winter is you know part of one of the seasons we might not like it some people love winter um but some people don't and but that doesn't mean that that winter is a problem that um that it's a broken part of mother nature or anything like that so i'm i've been wanting to explore or i've sort of very recently come to touch on this idea of exploring different ways to connect with universal wisdom because I've been in the back of the spiral for really for about five months. I think it started in October 2023 and this is leap day 2024 as I record this and put it up. I'm late recording <laughs> and I'm late recording because uh there's I, I because of being in the back of the spiral I just have feel like I've lost a lot of momentum in uh, my exploration of this understanding I feel I don't feel very motivated I feel kind of like depressed except um, not you know not quite as deep and dark as I've been depressed in the past uh, I just feel a little blah and normally I really enjoy my work and and enjoy everything I do and uh yeah so feeling that way has really got my attention and it's got my attention that it's been going on for quite a while and the other thing that's been going on for quite a while is that my eating habits which were so great last year have slightly gotten worse since October and I've been doing and I'm going to give you an analogy about that in just a second but I've been doing all the things I talk about on this podcast in order to sort of manage that or deal with it so I've been approaching it is that the right word or uh, receiving it as receiving that unwanted drive to overeat as feedback not as a problem it's feedback it's universal wisdom and the wisdom in my body trying to get my attention Uh, it's telling me about the state my state of mind I've been looking upstream rather than downstream about that and look trying to as much as I can to look toward the nature of our experience as human beings look toward the nature of thought rather than downstream which is looking at how can I control this how can I change my habits with willpower and um, structure and lots and lots of rules about what I can eat and can't eat because my experience tells me that that way madness lies there's just no uh, relief in that I've tried that for 30 years it didn't work it just made me unhappy and feel even more broken than I already did 
So I don't want to have anything to do with that. That's just not where I'm going to look. So yeah, I've been doing all the things that I talk about and really it hasn't shifted. It's been five months and that's too long. <laughs> according to me, according to this right now, I'm, you know, uh, it's just been too long. I'm, I feel like, um, I'm suffering and I don't like that. And of course, none of us do. And so here's what I, here's what I'm also doing which is something a little wacky and uh, you can decide whether you want to stay on board with me or not. But a friend of mine got interested in mediumship recently and I was into all those sorts of things when I was in the cult, actually. We talked about all that kind of stuff, channeling and spirit guides and all those things. And I had kind of really shut that part of myself away because of the associations that I have with the cult. But when my friend started exploring it, I got interested as well and was listening to some podcasts. And uh, and it was a good distraction, actually, from the suffering that I was experiencing about overeating. And so I started to think, and this is very recently, like within the last week, we talk about and I talk about universal wisdom and universal intelligence and the intelligence of the universe that is within all of us and within everything all the time and it's never separate from any of us and so that got me thinking well the other thing I often talk about is that insight has its own timing and You know, in my personal embodied experience, insight has been the thing that has created change in my life. And yet I've felt kind of at the mercy of when it would arrive. And it has done a lot. And it has created tremendous change in my life, which is fantastic. And what if there was a more conscious, more mindful more kind of active way of tapping into insight, of tapping into that universal intelligence. So then when I started to think about the subject of spirit guides and the way that mediums talk about spirit guides, and it's always struck me as kind of this magical, mystical thing that um, maybe some people have access to and some people don't. Or some people have a talent for and some people don't and or some people um, rely on that guidance and others don't. And I started to think, well, what if, well, I started to think this, given that we are all one, you know, we are all made of stardust and the trees and the flowers and the earth, everything, we are made of stardust you know the universe is made of stardust and we are as well and that's a physical representation or way to say that we are all connected we are all aspects of the universe uh, that has come to this world to have this experience and we're all connected 
uh, in that way inside that universal intelligence and we're all connected by things like love so what if this opened a doorway this idea of spirit guides and i'm using finger quotes uh, not to disparage them at all but just to point out that this new idea that i've it's not a new idea it's an old idea but it's something new that i've stumbled across what if there was a way to access our guidance and to initiate insight or receive insight be more open to it when we need it and when we don't I guess too um, in, in a more active way than than I've learned about with the three principles so that's what I'm exploring lately and I don't know if that's if this is going to be a thing you know if if it's going to help or if it's a distraction and I suspect there's a way to go into this in a very um, head like way like with a lot of thinking about it and kind of trying to force things to happen and then there must be a way to go about it which is what I'm trying to do in a very heartfelt way, in a very calm, quiet, um, not needing to add more thinking to a situation, but listening. And that, that idea of listening came about via one of the mediumship podcasts that I was listening to. And she talks about how there's that in meditation, this is her, her approach, her practice that, it's meditation is really about listening and of course she's talking about listening to her guides or angels or whatever and so I kind of translated that into what if it was a practice for listening to universal intelligence especially around uh, when we're having a challenge with something like an unwanted habit so I don't have any answers to those questions today to the, all those what ifs but I'm here to tell you that that's what I'm exploring and I'm doing it out of a bit of a sense of frustration with this, you know, spending so much time in the back of the spiral at this point in my life um, because I felt like, I really felt like last year the my overeating habit was gone and and now it's, it's back. It's back in a very small way and it's very specific in that at supper time I'm just eating a little too much and I'm eating, as I've talked about, rice and potatoes and I'm having wine with those things. And again, not that there's anything wrong with any of those things, with any of those foods. We don't want to look in that direction and demonize wine or rice. Um, but I clearly, very clearly know the difference between when I'm eating in a, in a, in a way that's healthy, that's not a, a response to the drive to overeat. And right now at supper time, that's not happening. I am eating in response to the drive to overeat. There's a real um, need in me at that time of day to comfort myself with those types of foods and again not a problem and I know that and 
those things are the valve right on the pressure cooker they are a solution they are letting pressure off so my question becomes okay then tell me what where that pressure exists tell me um not so much what I can do about it but provide me the shift in consciousness that I need in order to see things differently and sitting around waiting for that shift in consciousness that insight just stopped has stopped working for me so this is what I'm exploring can I turn on that tap (laughs) as it were can I listen for insight and promote it in my life and in my quest for uh, peace and um, and resolution of an overeating habit and then related to this so there are a couple of other things I wanted to say about that one of them is that I think one of the reasons that the passion has gone out of me about what I'm talking about and sharing on this podcast and elsewhere and teaching about these uh, three principles is because because for these these last five months I feel like a bit of a fraud I feel like I had it handled and then the problem came back in a big way and so so I can't be someone it doesn't feel like I can be someone who can talk about resolving an overeating habit at this point in my career if I haven't done that now up until now I've been sharing everything I'm learning and the habit was um, shrinking you know it was just gradually getting smaller and smaller and falling with these different habits that I've talked about were falling away which is fantastic and I think it was great that I talked about it as that was happening and then and this is probably just a mental construct but and then I was in a place last year where it felt like it was resolved and now it feels like it's back again just in that very specific time of day but still um, I don't think I can be talking about resolving having resolved an overeating habit when I haven't done it you know when it's come back in that way so that makes me sad and it makes me um yeah feel like I can't I can't share what I'm not embodying that's it's not fair to talk about that kind of stuff now have the principles made a huge positive impact in my life absolutely And they've, you know, practically eliminated so many other issues that I had, one of them being anxiety disguised as urgency. So I could definitely talk about that. And, and this, this overeating issue has kind of been the core thing that I've been wanting to resolve. And on that note, then also the other thing I can say too, is that I'm really exploring feedback because it feels to me this idea that that our habits are providing feedback about our state of mind because it really feels to me and I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago like I'm down to this sludgy part in the bottom of the cup and 
so that maybe there are some really core issues there that need to be resolved. And I just don't know. I don't know if that's the truth. I know that some uh, practitioners of the three principles talk about how um and I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't even really say this because I'm not I'm not really familiar with all their work but a couple of people who have been on the show I've seen them on social media talking about how the principles you know aren't don't help resolve absolutely everything and that it's not that our lives are not all made up of thought we don't entirely live in the world of our thinking uh, not in the world of our experiences. And that's fine. I mean, if that's what they want to explore, I'm not judging them at all. You know, we all have to do our do our own thing and share what's truth, the truth for us. But it has occurred to me, you know, is there some trauma left in my body that needs to be healed in some other way? And that's why the habit is there you know it's trying to alert me to it's trying to give me feedback about that um that's the when i refer to the sludge in the bottom of the coffee cup that's what i'm referring to and i went down a trauma rabbit hole last year at some point meaning that i looked into somatic therapy quite a bit and then it just felt like i was um I was layering more thinking into a situation and I didn't, it, that was unnecessary. I didn't need to do that. So I stopped looking in that direction. So yeah, all I have right now is questions. <laughs> I don't have answers, um, which is fine. I mean, that's what life is about, right? And these are the times in life when things get tough. This is when we learn, you know, when I, I'm frustrated and, uh, flailing and failing. Um, this is the good stuff. This is when I will really learn and hopefully have insights. And I have been having some, they just haven't been enough to really shift that problem. And so actually, now that I'm saying this, I realize too, this is a really beautiful, important time maybe I shouldn't say important, but this is a really beautiful time. If I, if I can find some clarity about this, then being able to offer that to the world would be, would be a gift, you know? And, um, I saw a little movie trailer recently where one of the characters says, we don't save ourselves, we save each other. And that really struck me in the heart. I love that, you know, and I've always felt, it's always been so important to me to, to try to share whatever I learn, whatever it is. And I've always been that way. Uh, even when I was a self-help junkie, you know, trying to share books and stuff that I learned with other friends who were suffering. So that was one thing I wanted to say. And then the other thing um, is that when, you know, the principles aren't a, well, here's how I'll say this. 
there ain't no cure for life. That's a motto. I should have it up on my wall because it's something that I return to again and again. Life for anyone is never, ever going to be perfect and completely smooth and happy and joyful in every single minute. And I don't even think that should be our objective. I find that because of the principles now that I can really ride out the really difficult times with so much more peace and ease. But that doesn't mean that the principles have eliminated any kind of struggle or difficulty from my life. You know, I still have, um, we all do have challenges. And that's not the principles objective. They're simply describing what is happening with our experience. And there is an element of that when we understand that description, it really does ease our suffering because as our thinking slows down and settles down and there's less and less and less of it, then A, we're just so much calmer and quieter and B, we have, we're more open to insight. So I re- was reflecting back on, for example, episode 22 of Unbroken, I talked to Maurice Godet-Copin and she has been a person who has always really struggled with anxiety and symptoms of anxiety. And for a long time, those symptoms, because of her understanding of the principles, really reduced or went away. And then in the episode, we talk about how she had a period where they came back. And so does that mean that she, that they failed, that the principles failed her? No, it I, it doesn't seem to me. And she didn't seem to feel that way either. Um, life was just happening. And she says that in the episode, you know, life is just lifing. And it really, it seemed that the return of her symptoms really deepened her understanding of what her experience is made of and what her suffering is made of and how that suffering can be alleviated by understanding where her experience is coming from. Uh, If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. So in other words, she can be a person who can talk about reducing anxiety symptoms, I think, completely fairly and completely authentically. Um, So is it the same is it the same for me? You know, can I talk about reducing an overeating habit without having completely resolved it? Um, and so here's the analogy that I talked about earlier in the episode that I, that I, that came to me that I want to use. So, so many, first of all, I'm going to interrupt myself <laughs> and say that so many unwanted habits are things that we can let go of entirely. And there's a real bright line there. That's a legal term. But um, you're either doing the habit or you're not. So for example, binge eating, you're either binge eating or you're not. And And you know the difference. You're either smoking or you're not. If you're, if you've had problems with alcoholism, you're either drinking or you're not. And there's, there's a real black and white essence to that. Overeating isn't quite the same, but I would say for, and maybe you can relate to this if you have an overeating habit, um, 
I know the difference when I'm eating just for even for pleasure or just I'm just having breakfast so that I can get on the road or do whatever it is I'm going to do. I know the difference between that feeling and versus when I'm eating because of this drive to overeat that I feel within me that, um, you know, it feels it feels uh, compulsive. It feels uh, a little bit out of control, a little bit like, you know, I feel like a bit of a bottomless pit. You know, there's that feeling of alcoholics sometimes say one drink is not enough, but 10,000. No, what's the expression? One drink, uh, one drink was too many, but 10,000 was not enough. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, it's that kind of a feeling like there's, you know, there's not enough food in the world to soothe this feeling that I'm having. So, so in a way with an overeating habit, there is a bright line, but at the same time, eating is not a habit that we can give up. We can't just stop eating the way that someone can stop smoking. So there is that element to it. And along, so along with all of this sort of thinking, I had this analogy the other day and imagine that someone is a smoker and that they smoke three packs of cigarettes a day and they've tried for 30 years to quit. And, you know, the smoking problem really drives them crazy. And then imagine that they discover the three principles and over a period of years, it really changes so much about themselves and about their their anxiety uh, which is one of the things they were using the smoking to to deal with and they end up going from smoking three packs of cigarettes a day to just smoking three cigarettes a, a day so at the end of the day you know before supper they have a cigarette after supper they have a cigarette and then before bed and that's it and whereas before they were smoking all day every day you know all the time that is a huge change that that person has gone through. It is so much better for their health, you know, what they've done, all that change that they've made. They've clearly had huge shifts inside to be able to, to make such a dramatic difference um, to their smoking habit. And throughout the rest of the day, they don't care about smoking at all. They don't think about it. Um, they don't crave it. It just doesn't matter to them at all. So is that person entitled to say that they've resolved their smoking habit? <laughs> so that's the analogy I'm using about myself. And in my mind, I don't think so. You know, it, they're still, that person is still a smoker. Now, have they, like I say, have they experienced huge change and is our thing so, so much better? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Can they say that they've resolved that habit? No, they can't. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I can't at the moment really say that I've resolved this habit. And with symptoms, like I talked about with Maurice in episode 22, I don't know, this is something I'm wrestling with lately. Is that different? You know, are symptoms of anxiety different than the drive to overeat? And 
I want to say no, they're not. That's life coming to life in both cases inside that person. And it's a thing that can make the person feel broken or like there's something wrong. Hmm. And this would be a good topic maybe for a future episode, just comparing and contrasting those two things. So in other words, I don't think, or let me say, I think that Maurice is perfectly entitled to talk about um, her anxiety that she used to have. And the fact that it came back isn't a failing on her part. Um, And I think she's still entitled to teach and share about the principles. But for somehow, somehow for myself, I'm, I'm not giving myself that grace, which is interesting. So it's been good to talk this through with you today. Thank you. (laughs) I knew some of what I wanted to say today, but not all of it. So that's really helpful. Yeah, so this is all just such a mystery, isn't it? It's so, it's so, can be so mysterious and so simple yet at the same time. And I guess I'm just feeling at the moment like I don't have any answers. Um, And I'm feeling, you know, in the soup myself and in the back of the spiral. But as I say, this is the place for learning. So... Anyway, <laughs> that's that's all I have for today. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. This has been uh, really good for me to share. I hope that, uh, of course, as always, I hope that you have found it helpful. And if you have any questions or comments or anything about anything I've said, if you want me to clarify anything, uh, if you want to add anything, please do so. You can go to, go to alexandraamore.com forward slash questions and fill out the form there and I will answer uh, happily for you. So until next time, uh, take care. I hope you're doing well and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. To learn more about how to resolve an overeating habit in a way that's unlike anything else you've tried, get your complimentary copy of my Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit at alexandraamore.com forward slash starter kit. See you next time.